So, 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 so. <laughs> fix that in post or not. <laughs> hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are rejoined by Steve. Steve! Yay! Yay. <laughs> And today we are talking about, I guess, the podcast and website's uh, headline or description, Christianity and Pop Culture. I know the website and the podcast is Christian Living and Pop Culture, but that's a little bit more difficult to focus. So. (laughs) All right. Um, So, Steve. Yeah. Well, uh, so Chris, this was this was uh, your idea. You wanted admit- to, to talk about, um, yeah, about how the Christianity has been and could be embracing uh, sort of some of the things that we really enjoy, like pop culture and yes, comic yes. books and movies and science fiction and those things more. I mean, I think that's some that's inspired by your friend Hector. Uh, uh, well, it, a bit. Your whole website kind of is, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, a bit with a bit with Hector, um, who I found. Like I was introduced to kind of right after I decided to merge the the two websites, mm. because with the websites originally it was I'll do one cross one cross street where I'll do the for lack of another term think pieces where it's reflective of faith or Christian living or applying biblical principles or sharing testimony and then having the other blog twenty ninety nine AD where it's this one can just be an exercising in writing that's not even necessarily good writing, but just where... <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I'll, I'll be straight up. I'm not the best writer. Um, where it's very much like, I want to write. I need that hobby. I need to keep my hands busy. It's a great distraction from temptation and bad things. Sure. So, and I can talk about... I can talk about comic books and TV shows and movies at the drop of a dime. And then it stopped. At the drop of a dime? Is that a thing? I yes, that is that is an actual... Not, he, not... Can, he can turn on a hat while he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to be fair, drop of a dime is an actual expression. It's not a, it's not a criticism. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and then at some point I was like, why am I keeping these separate? It's. I wasn't paying for the websites at that time, but it was, why am I keeping these separate when there are Christians who are really interested in movies and stuff and, and comics? And then also a hope and prayer with it is if you're coming just for the, the comic stuff where it's like, okay, I'm writing about the, the Deadpool comics or whatever, where it's hopefully you'll see a link on the side where it's like, okay, that, that's kind of interesting. I want to hear what this uh, perspective on the Trinity is about from Steve. Or at that time also where it's like I was doing the random thoughts articles where I did one purely focused on, I think that week it was Power Rangers and stuff. And the other time it was, I'm praying for pitch and praise and all this where it's hopefully there could be some crossover and why am I keeping these separate? And then the other inspiration from this was just conversations with uh, our friend Matt from Cardboard Koinonia, who... We've both of us went through Calvary. Like we've and it was the time we went through Calvary, it was very I'd say geek accepting in the sense of 
Not like I can't think of any church where it's like geek shaming, and I hate using these terms, but where it's like you could show up in a a Captain America or a X Men T shirt like I'm wearing now, where it wouldn't be like how dare you not how dare you wear this on a Sunday? It's like oh that's cool, and then what is it about X Men you like? And then also older people in the church like there was a, a father of a kid who was coming to the youth group that I was involved with at the time, and he's like. Sean said you mentioned Spider-Man when you were talking about at Youth on Friday. Like, I've got this DVD full of old Spider-Man comics. And then just having that as a way to engage with cross-generational in the church, I was like, this is awesome. And other people haven't had that mm-hmm. with, uh, with church experiences. And then I'm seeing Hector, praise God, finding all this way to... Exam- biblical examples in the scripture uh, are of course in the scripture but seeing allegory and stuff that you can pick up from Batman comics or even joke uh, slightly more jokey ones where it's like the four most Deadpool moments of the Bible where it's looking at uh, it's especially through the book of Judges yep. and then being like look Deadpool uh, Deadpool's not a family friendly movie do not take your child to see it and then if they're wanting Wanton Carnage, well, there's that in scripture. Let's look at it there instead. And then just all this other stuff where it's like that geek subculture and that, it, it's become its own thing. Like cons are huge. Comic books are very much the in thing. Like when you were a kid and when I was a kid, it was not, uh, it wasn't socially acceptable. Yeah, well, the movies have gone a long way to, yeah. to help with that, I think. But yeah. Yeah, so is, I guess, is there a way you think the church should be engaging in this more but in a, in a good way where it's like well yeah um so i think i think um the church exists in a world uh in our world that um in some sense you can't escape a lot of the big things that are going on out there right mm-hmm. and right now superhero movies comic books uh superhero stuff is just really big um, and so you know if you meet with your church on a sunday and you have people there that are under the age of 50 and even if you don't, you know, there's going to be people there who know of this stuff, yeah. right? Um, I mean, my, my church knows that I'm a big comic book superhero fan uh, as their pastor. I don't bring it up a lot when I'm preaching, but I bring it up sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like, so when, you know, all of our young people at least want to see Infinity Wars, they want to talk to me about it, and they came in because I know that I'm the biggest comic book geek in the church, right? Um, so, I mean... That's that's part of the reality is that we're living in this world and right now in the world this is a this is a big part of, of what's going on in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think you have to be a, aware of that and how that's affecting people, right? Yeah. Um, and and it, I think in the past the church has has and, and, and not all the way through the church's history from the very beginning and, and and even if you go beyond the literal like New Testament church to people of God in Israel, uh, there's there's been this challenge that we've had of how do we engage with culture in a way that's honoring to God and useful yeah. for sharing the truth about God, um, but also to live in the world and enjoy the things in the world that are good without crossing that line into what the Bible calls worldliness. Right. Right. Uh, enjoying the things that the world enjoys that are against God. Um, letting the things that take up too much time, energy, money, and, and we'll call it worship, like our, our enjoyment and, mm-hmm. and praise, um, Without without engaging in that in a way that's that's taking away our, our worship of God, right? right. Creating idols, um, 
And I think I think the same thing is true today of of you know the sort of niche market of comic book industry stuff um, that we can we need to to think very carefully about how how do we live in this world, uh, engage with what's going on, know what the culture is, speak into it, enjoy the parts that are enjoyable, but then say this is the line that I will not cross. Right. Um, uh, and this line, hopefully, as Christians, should be what the what the Bible says and what we think is honoring to God. So that's sort of at a high level. Um, yeah. To answer that question. Okay. Cool. Um, one of the things, uh, do you think there's there's negative ways that that uh, the church is or can be? In well, let's, let's talk about negative later. What what are the positive <laughs> ways that we can use uh, to do that? What do you think? Like, I think knowing that this is something now like observing where it's like okay this isn't just something that kids are into mm-hmm. this is something that adults in their 20s and their 30s and even beyond yeah are now starting to be a lot more out loud about it goes beyond comics it can go into sci-fi where it's like i'm huge into star trek i'm huge into this where it's because as it's becoming more acceptable to be out loud about your 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 fandom yeah with that, I think one of the ways that a positive thing the church could do is like recognize that, and it has. I think a number of, I've seen that in a number of churches where beforehand it was like, if you're into sci-fi or fantasy, like these things are bad and they're all inherently bad, and no, where it's like, okay, no, there's some adjusting and then having the conversations with people. So stuff like Hector's doing is great, and then. I think having more ways to engage people with it. That's where I love the stuff that going on with like Kingstone comics, where it's here's a way we can get the biblical message in this medium through this medium. And then having that as a way to engage with people in the church who normal reading or biblical reading might be a little bit more difficult where it's yeah. like, I, I do more imagery or I do this, or this is something I'm really into. It's like, Hey, Here's a way we can help you grow in your faith with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you seen like several years ago they came out with like the Manga Messiah yeah. gospel story and then they did like Manga Met- Metamorphosis with the life of Paul and then they did like there's a whole Manga Bible that has yeah. like the literal text of the Bible and then the story in Manga. And, like, yeah. It's interesting. Um, it is. It is. Yeah. And I, it's interesting because I, I was actually recently looking up the the manga bible um i had a copy and I ended up giving it away to to a friend who was super into super into manga as <laughs> it's actually pronounced. <laughs> um my apologies to anyone who's offended by <laughs> i i even said it so um yeah like i ended up giving away to a copy to someone who i knew in school who was like they were saying i'm a christian but i don't really know the stuff and like i'm not that into my faith and it was i guess more of a you could say lukewarm or cultural but they were really into manga and all that so it's like hey here you go yeah because at that time i wasn't really into it i read through it i was like okay i appreciate that there's not a a twisting of scripture Mm -hmm. or like even through the art trying to impose your own viewpoint Mm -hmm. through it and like the person reacted very well to it as I was looking into it, at the time when it came out, there were a lot of people, especially in, like, uh, Christian critics being like, no, this is bad. This is, the, like, this shouldn't be done. Yeah. And we could get into a broader topic of Christianity and the arts and 
mm-hmm. all that. But now it's seen as something that's good. It's just taken a while to get there. Yeah. Well, and I think even like some of the things that we've talked about on this podcast, like even um, you know our, our conversation about is Thanos right and all those kind of things. It allows for conversation. I mean, if you're if you're a thoughtful Christian and you're watching or reading or in, involved in entertainment, listening to music um, in a thoughtful way, you can use that in a sense to uh, think about truths that are deeper than just superheroes beating up superheroes or yeah. supervillains, right? And and the nature of good and evil and um, what does it mean to be saved and, 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 I mean, like, just some of those those deeper issues. And, and I think it's it's good to be able to engage in culture and engage in entertainment in a thoughtful way uh, and be able to say, here are the things that I can take away from this um, that I can use for conversation or that I can use for my own uh, prayer and thought to... Um, think more deeply about God in life. Yeah. Uh, and, and God's created humanity um, to be culture makers, right? That's mm-hmm. right back from Genesis chapter 1 that we're, we're called to, to fill the earth and subdue it. And, and you see um, culture being created in the, the following chapters, chapters 4 and stuff like that as they make cities and tools and herds and music. Um, but they're doing it for their own glory and for sin, right? Yeah. And so humanity has this amazing ability that's been given by God to create culture, create technology, create entertainment, uh, that those are good things, yeah. Um, but they can be twisted by sin. Oh, right? absolutely. So, so I think we have to navigate that world of how do I enjoy entertainment in a way that's good mm-hmm. uh, without enjoying entertainment in a way that's dishonoring to God. Right. Um, and and that's a that's a tricky a tricky uh, stuff to take. And and again, I kind of alluded before that Christians have always had a hard time knowing how to do that. We generally either reject. Um, throw the baby out with the bath water, uh, which is a terrible saying, <laughs> uh, or we completely embrace and, yeah. and don't think critically about the things that we're enjoying, yeah. right? Um, my church, uh, Ford Baptist Church, uh, turned 99 years old this month. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, just going back through some of the history of it, one of our, I think our second pastor that we had, uh, whose name I believe was Walter Hughes, um, when they hired him, he came into the church in the 1920s, found out that people from the churches were going to bazaars, like markets, mm-hmm. and to the theater, like plays, uh, and told them that he wouldn't preach until they promised to stop doing those things because they were worldly and sinful. Yeah. Right? And uh, and it, you look at that and you're like, well, that's so crazy. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, and that was, that was the... I mean, in some sense, I respect the desire to be... Uh, godly and mm-hmm. not engaging in culturally sinful things. I, I don't know what was going on in some of those. Maybe they were like burlesque show things. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I, it seems, you know, that's just so nuts. Like, to have that kind of separation I, from the world idea. Right? I think, well, I think I've, similar thing. I think I talked to you about this before. Uh, Calvary, who also actually is turning 90 yeah, this month. That. Yeah. Um, there, I saw when I was on staff there, like one of the old from I think it was the fifties or sixties, possibly seventies, um, membership thing because I yeah. I was a member there yeah. and it was like you won't dance, yeah. which yeah, I can kind of understand, but I'll be like eh, whatever. But then also it's like you won't go to the movies. I'm like okay, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't. Yeah, well, and I, like I went to the movies before I came to church today. I think I'm- <laughs> On Sunday morning, <laughs> last night it was a late oh, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, um, yeah, the, the yeah, I think a lot of more conservative churches had stuff like that that they required of their members back in the day. That 
Um, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's sort of what I'm talking about, right? That we don't know how to um, navigate that well, where we either completely throw it out or we embrace it too much. Yeah, yeah neither of those things are right. Well, as we've been having this conversation, one thing I remembered from the uh, the Elephant Room DVD set that Hal gave me was there was a conversation between um, Mark Driscoll and uh, Perry Noble, who... I don't know what Perry Noble is. Okay, he was, a, he was a pastor down in the States. I don't believe he's a pastor anymore. Um, who had... His church had played Highway to Hell. Like, the ACDC song. Like, in the church service. In the yeah. church service. Uh, before... On Easter. <laughs> <laughs> but his whole, his whole idea with it and he he said it's something that the leadership had prayed through had gone like intently prayed through and thought through because he's like what i'm not just doing this to get people talking and to tick people off because oh yeah that that's going to be a great way to get everybody on board with us we played highway to hell but his whole thing was like after the service, after the people sitting through very uncomfortably, it was like the whole point was a launching pad into the sermon about this is the road you're on. This is the direction you're going in. Getting people to Jesus. And he had people come up and talk to him afterwards. Personally, I wouldn't have done that, but yeah. it was... You have to know your context. Exactly. But uh, Driscoll brought up um, an interesting point that I remembered where it was like, it was kind of a 3R thing where it's, Reject, receive, redeem, as that and culturally with stuff, and you can we can narrow it down to comics and sci-fi and all that. Sure. Where it's is this something that we need to out and out reject? That there's nothing usable here. It's all bad. Yeah. Is this something we can receive as is? It's okay. Like we, it might not be a hundred percent perfect, but there's not. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Or is this something that we can redeem? Where it's like, okay, this was done in a bad way. And you can look at music genres where there's the Christian, like the Christian hip hop movement, and you got guys like guys like Shy Lin, like Lecrae's earlier stuff, or the One One Six Click, who are, or Andy Minio, who are using a genre that has been, while very talented, has been had a lot of negative things, mm-hmm. and they're using it and its art and everything to point people to the gospel. And to address things from a very, very biblical perspective, where they can redeem it. So, yeah, and I, and I yeah. think um, I, I do. I do find like so. So specifically about comic book stuff again, uh, and sort of nerdy pop culture things. Uh, a lot of it is airy popcorn, brainless action stuff yeah uh civil war is one of those ones there's mostly like there's maybe some deeper questions in it but mostly it's just like that airport fight scene was really fun to watch and that fight was amazing yeah um, (laughs) and then there are things that are a little bit deeper right so yeah um i i really like the first season of daredevil on netflix yeah um it I've had to do some soul searching about it because it is really violent, like right. to the point where I literally just couldn't watch what was going on, even though it was even more implied than shown. Yeah, uh, some of the things that, that were done. Um, you were talking about like the foremost Deadpool uh, moments in the Bible, right? Some of the wanton carnage in yeah. Judges, right? There's some awful sex and carnage, and like, oh yeah, you know, but it's never in there 
for like gratuitous entertainment, no. right? It's no. always in there to show the depravity and sinfulness of man. And I feel like so like a show like Daredevil, it is it is in there a little bit for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um but it is there to show the, the depravity and sinfulness of some of the things that are going on in the situation as well, right? And the, the whole show is about this man who um, is religious, he's Catholic, uh, wrestling with the morality of good and evil and, and the desire to help people through violence. And um, you even have a conversation about if God exists, how can somebody like Wilson Fisk uh, be allowed to continue uh, doing what he's doing and, and you know like they you know, he'll get his due if God cares about us and, and some of that ties back into the conversation we had about Thanos again mm-hmm. um, but it's like you know those kinds of things um, though there are moments that I literally like if I watched it again would skip over yeah because uh, it made me feel sick to watch it the first time even though I did, wasn't looking at the screen um, it's not there for the most part I think to make you think like oh great this is so good look at the blood and gore because there are movies like that. Yeah, uh, it's to get you to think about these deeper issues, and 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 you see this tortured person who, um, though I, I don't agree with his some of the things that he believes in his faith, and I don't know that his faith is affecting his life in the way that it should be. <laughs> uh, he's really thinking through what it means to be a person yeah. who wants to follow God and and go through this stuff, and so uh, like I yeah like I appreciate that. But the other part of it though is even the parts that are good and fine and, and helpful for entertainment um, we have to understand that everything that we put into our mind is, is in some way shaping who we are as a person right and if I'm a Christian um, I need to make sure that I'm being shaped by the gospel by mm-hmm. the word of God by a Christian encounter by people like other Christians speaking into my life more than I am by anything else mm-hmm. right and so um, if I'm constantly just reading comic books or watching these movies or TV shows uh, I'm drowning out the message of the gospel from the Bible, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm drowning out the the ethic that God's put into my life. Because even though these shows might have uh, like soft morals, you know, you know the characters in it are, you know, it's assumed that they're sleeping with their boyfriend or girlfriend. It's assumed that um, they they think that science is the answer and not God. Like it's just those kind of things are in there, and and those have subtle ways of shaping the way yeah. you think, right? And we're being discipled by the things we're putting into our minds. Um, and even if that's not the case so even a step further than that um, the things that we enjoy though they may be perfectly good things uh, if they are not God himself uh, can easily become idols in our lives and we need to be careful about how much we spend our energy and our time in them I mean right now I mean, the dreams that I had as a kid of, like, I, I love watching the whole series of things, and I would miss something on TV, and that'd be the end of it. I'd never get to watch it again. And wish I'm like, I wish there was a way for me to be able to see the entire season of something. And now they, they design television shows to be dropped on, on uh, Netflix so that I can binge watch them. Yeah. Like, that appeals to my personality, and I have to be really careful about how much time I spend watching stuff like that. Um, I mentioned, uh, or you mentioned, I think, actually, on my on the last podcast that I'm going on sabbatical yeah. uh, for six weeks. And one of the things that I've decided for myself is that for those six weeks, I'm going to take a fast uh, from comic book-related stuff. Nice. Um, it's, uh, I think it's something that I need to do to um, take a step away from those things and focus on God for which is part of what I'm supposed to be doing this sabbatical. Um, not that there's anything wrong with enjoying superhero movies. I mean, you know, after those six weeks are over, I plan to go and see Ant-Man and the Wasp in movie theaters yeah. and, and 
catch up in the comic books that I've missed. Um, but I need to have that time away from those things that are not God so that I can focus on God because uh, that's the most important part of my life. Yeah. And I'm actually glad you mentioned that. I've been deliberately over the past couple weeks where I'd have time where it's like, okay, I'll read a, I'll read a comic or I'll listen to a, a Comics Explained video or whatever during that time where it's like I'm editing podcasts or I'm writing up something on the website. Yeah. What I've deliberately started to do instead is being like, okay, instead of reading a comic like one of the many you've got upstairs, you've got a bunch of books upstairs that you've started and that you haven't finished or that you haven't even started yet. So uh, I think it was a week or two weeks ago I did a, a blog post a blog post about what I'm reading. So then I've been deliberately reading through like Sam Albright's is God anti-gay or because I've been, uh, I've had a couple of friends who were going through some depression and at points that's something I struggle with. I'm like, I'm revisiting John, like John Piper's stuff where it's like, I need to be fed. I need to not just be entertained. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. well, and part of it too is, I mean, reading Christian books, listening to sermons and Christian podcasts is really important, but just spending time in your Bible. Yes, absolutely. Praying, which is something that we as a culture are bad at because of Netflix and YouTube and, and podcasts. Sitting and being quiet before God and talking to him is really difficult for us. Yeah. Uh, and we need to make sure that the noise of our world isn't distracting us from listening to and talking to God, um, which is just, it's super important. Mm-hmm. Um. I also think, like, so, and I I mentioned, um, you know, like, the the soul-searching, watching Daredevil, um, because of the violence that's in there. Um, There are some things that I, and we've talked about this a little bit, that I think, you know, we we need to be really careful we put into our our minds, and and really ask hard questions about the entertainment that we want to watch, that we know is not just not helpful for us, but it's dishonoring to God. So, you know, we can often say, well, that doesn't, that doesn't have a negative effect on me. And we've had that conversation, you know, Yeah. but this is, this is something that God's word has some things to say about, um, that I should not be being entertained by, or if I'm tempted to laugh at these jokes, that I know are dishonoring to God, or if I'm, um, you know, the imagery that comes into my head because of this, you know, non-graphic sex scene, but it's still there or, or, you know, whatever it is, right? Like if, um, just be careful that, I think, you know, we talked about the, the church kind of swinging on this pendulum between rejecting and embracing. I think yeah. we're, on the, we're on the embracing side of things in history right now. And, and the church is worldly in a way that it shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, and we need to be careful about, well, about we, that. We always tend to, we, I think we never find a happy medium mm-hmm. where it's, it's uh, and this is a conversation we've had mm-hmm. numerous times where yeah. it's, it's either... And we do find that happy medium where it's like, it's either all bad or it's like, it's all good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you do a, you. A, it's a day by day balancing act as we walk with God. Yeah. Right? To be able to look at this and say, um, is God honored by this? Right. Right. And, and there are going to be times that you watch stuff where you're like, it probably wasn't worth it. You know, um, and, and we don't have to be perfect about it, but if we go into something knowing this is probably not going to be edifying to me or honoring to God, um, and and we do it anyway. That's I think that's something that we need to think about as Christians and, and not do. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Very enough. Uh, earlier, we were... I guess we were talking about... But we tabled it. Like, what are some ways the church can, can engage, I guess, with, uh, 
those subcultures a bit where it's like I think being more being more open yeah. uh, being more open to it and being more open doesn't just mean like yes it's all good mm-hmm. like go ahead read like you should read all comics and do all these things because yeah. that's that's not wise that's not good and again that's where I, I appreciate guys like Hector or seeing more rising sites online I think um, Gracefield Geeks or mm-hmm. as I'm learning more where it's like here's where we can actually engage or well, or point two just having that like having that knowledge for for the parents i remember back when uh back when the first deadpool came out and it was a conversation you and i had had and you had pointed out like that some people and i even saw it online on facebook where some parents and some christian parents were like oh this is a like it's a superhero movie so i took my kid to see it and i'm like oops it went out of its way yeah. To advertise, like, I am not a, I'm not a kid movie. Yeah. I am an R-rated movie. I am embracing yeah. that and running with it full steam. Yeah. So then having that, like, people in the church there who can actually understand and be like, no, like, that, that's a useful thing. Yeah. Um, well, and I, and I think, um, yeah, I mean, like, I generally whenever I watch a movie... Um, that's come out in the theaters, I'll go, or, or, or that's, you know, a rental or whatever, I'll go to, like, pluggedin.com, hmm. you know, the folks on the family website, and I'll, I'll check out what they say. Uh, there's often spoilers on there, but I'll... Generally, I, I just look at the sexuality section. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then sort of their conclusion. Um, they're, they're a lot more strict than I would probably tend to be, but they're also thinking about family stuff, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so, like, I would probably agree with them more about kids stuff than I would, for, for kids than I would... <laughs> And they usually rank it by like kids, teens, adults. Uh, Interesting. Uh, as well. Um, so. Well, heck, that would come in useful for if you're a parent over in the UK or. Yeah. When you, and it's a conversation I want to have with people at some point where it's yeah. film ratings, because that's a podcast all on its own yeah. and what gets what rated and why that well, is. And, and so IMDb and also, like you mentioned, Common Sense Media, I think earlier. Yeah. They're a little bit more explicit. Of, well, no, actually, Plugged In is pretty explicit too in terms of like what's actually. Yeah. In this, um, so those are all like there's there's parents guides on those things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I mean those are helpful resources for that I use. Yeah. To, in my attempt to be discerning about what I'm watching. Um, yeah, and and I think uh, one of the things that I've I've often referred to in my life is you know as Christians. God has made his church very diverse, mm-hmm. right? Um, not everybody in the church is going to like comic books and superhero no. stuff, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a person who's really athletic or a person who's really into comic books or a person who's a little bit of both or a person who's into knitting or a person who's into fishing or whatever it is, God's put you uh, in specific spheres of influence where he expects you to go out and share the gospel mm-hmm. and, and be uh, a light and salt in, in your community, right? So I have a friend... Uh, I mentioned before um, that used to run the comic book store uh, that I went down to and I've become good friends with him I'm hanging out with him on Friday he's not a Christian but I had amazing conversations with him about Christ just because we have this in common that we both like Spider-Man superheroes and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's one of the ways that we engage with it is recognizing what are the things that God has put you in life that you enjoy uh, or that like whether it's my neighborhood job or hobby or whatever um, don't make that the point of fellowship with other Christians because you should be a fellowship with diverse yes. Christians but what are the ways that God can use that to put you into a community that these other 
Christians aren't going to be a part of, mm-hmm. so that you can be a light there and shine the gospel there. And I think that's that's super important. Yeah. And on top uh, on top of that, like I don't think it should be <clears throat> let's like force these ministries, but like I see uh, and I've gotten to see uh, and chat with Matt what cardboard koinonia growing. Yeah. And it's been really cool to see uh, Calvary and the church be like, host a game night here. Yeah. Just do it. That's um, great. That's and awesome. that and that's wonderful. Where it's then it's people from the church showing up, bringing their kids. Right. And then also <clears throat> non-believers. That's an avenue for them to come into the church. No, that's awesome. And then have that opportunity. Yeah. Where yeah. Matt had some friends where it's like, oh, you're really into this game, this like this board game, this whatever. Where it wasn't like they're a Christian board game companies now, and they're not just doing like cheesy stuff where it's like Jesus slapped on the Coke logo. Um, oh man, those are awful. Oh yes. But then um, where it's actually coming up with a way where it's like there is an audience here, there's a way to engage. Yeah. And that's where I'm, I'm loving seeing the church actually being willing to engage. Well, and that's – so you're using the church in terms of like the corporate entity of the yes. church, right? And yes. Not corporate, but like you know the, the institution of the church, mm-hmm. which is a legitimate way of thinking about it. But the church is the people. Right? Absolutely. Is, you know, Matt with his – and I, I enjoy board games too. <clears throat> um, whether that's you can organize an event that the church hosts, which mm-hmm. we've done at our church as well. Or it's you just meeting with non-Christian friends to play board games. No, 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 absolutely. And, and, you know, or you know, we have a community choir that meets at our church where we get tons of people from the community to come out and sing. And there's no like it's not gospel presentation stuff. It's just we have Christians from our church that we've said, look, go get involved in that so that you can get to know these people and share the gospel with them yeah. through relationship, right? And so I don't know. I mean, like I I, I was a youth pastor at my church before I was the uh, pastor, teaching pastor. So, I mean, I have relationships with some of the young adults in my church where we would go out and see movies together and stuff like that. I don't know if, if there's like a... <laughs> I'm just remembering coming over for the Three Ninjas movie marathon <laughs> at your place. Uh, but I don't know if you would... I mean, when you're showing movies and stuff like that at a, like at a venue, you have to be really careful about copyright stuff. Absolutely. Like, I'm not sure how you would... I just haven't thought about this yet, but like, how do you leverage that for like an event in your church building? Yeah, but the church people can definitely use those no, and those things. For and it. that's where I, I guess, like, even though most of my examples out loud were from the, the, for lack of another term, corporate entity side, yeah, as well as the people, where it's, I'm liking seeing, and I'm I'm hoping, and I'd love to encourage it more, yeah. where the church both avenues with what's acceptable like with what's legally acceptable actually do that where yeah the church might not be okay with like the church as a corporate entity legally or however might not have the facility be or be set up or even be like all right yeah have a movie marathon here but then you can encourage that that elsewhere the 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 youth group can do it you could if somebody's organizing it it's something that you could encourage Potentially with like, yeah, be willing. Yeah, and I think I think there's you know there's space for something like a a group that meets once a month and you it's like a book club except you pick a movie yeah that will help you to think through and talk about some of these issues of your faith and then you can kind of try to like and that's that's the kind of thing that you could definitely invite I mean, it's more like a do it at your home kind of thing as a yeah. small group but definitely invite your unsafe friends too and say hey you know like we're gonna watch this movie and then we're gonna discuss it and mm-hmm. and. You know, if you're doing that with all unsaved people, the discussion would probably go in one direction. But if you have Christians there, they can say, here's how this applies to 
the way I see the world and through faith. That allows you to to bring those conversations up in a really organic way. Yeah. So I think I mean, yeah, there's lots of ideas for like stuff like that that we could do. Yeah. I I guess I just actually really like seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. It's not it's something that I'm no I maybe it's just where I was. I didn't used to see a lot of. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was there, but now it's starting to happen more and more. Yeah. Where even a sense of like having like an example being you, me, Biggie, and Hal. Like, I'd never played the game Magic before. And that would be one that used to get shot down heavily Mm -hmm. uh, from a Christian perspective. Yeah. But that, like, whenever we played, we'd we'd have fun, and it would take, like, half an hour to explain how whatever dragon whatever does whatever. (laughs) It's a complicated game. (laughs) It's a very complicated game. But also, in that time, while we were playing, once that half an hour of explanation was up, we'd be having some great biblical conversation. What's well, one of those um, one of those games that I think because of the title people latched onto is this is evil and it looks a little bit like tarot cards even though it's nothing like tarot cards. Yeah. Um, you know, but then you know, magic or magic exists in Chronicles of Narnia and Lord of the Rings and nobody had a problem with that, right? Or very few, well, very few people actually yeah. had a problem with that. But like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of those things that there are certain cards in magic that I like. This is going down a pathway that I'm not, you know, like a little bit grotesque or whatever. But yeah, you know, it's it's just a fun card game yeah um, and, and and we can use all of those things again and this is this goes back to our culture our question on how do Christians engage with culture right mm-hmm. um, we engage in culture because we enjoy it and then we use that enjoyment as a way to meet people and share the gospel with them and point them to Christ and that's great receive reject redeem or reject receive redeem whatever that was it was a good analogy reduce reuse reduce reuse reduce, recycle <laughs> Captain Planet that sounds like that sounds like how Christians uh, make movies. Oh, we don't do very many of them. We reuse stuff we've done before, and we recycle things that have oh. come before us. Oh <laughs> man! And anyway. uh, just uh, I, I plugged it on the website, but actually, just because Steve mentioned the movie thing, if you can look up on YouTube, uh, a guy named Josh Keefe. He's done a couple videos. Two of that were looking at uh, Christianity and the arts. Um, about how we have this infinite, amazing, wonderful creator God. And then why doesn't our art have that where it's very repetitive and and pretty lame at points? Not throwing everybody under that, but it, there's some truth to that. All right, Steve, <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for joining and having that conversation and kicking the memory train for me because I was like, yeah, we were going to talk about this, but I can't remember what I wanted to say. <laughs> it's one of the few times that's that how I... we roll here. We start things without knowing what we're doing. Yeah. It turns out okay most of the time, <laughs> except when we try to talk about. Superhero battles. Uh, yeah, Je- that's just a reference to uh, when Mike and Steve were here. We tried to do a Avengers versus Justice League one, and I think we recorded all we're, of. We're just that original. <laughs> and I think we recorded all of five minutes. It's like, well, this is done. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that'll be on the 25th anniversary DVD extras. <laughs> <laughs> I'll somehow. We'll have to re-record it because I deleted it. Um, Always safe for posterity. There we go. There we go. All right, dear listener, what do you think about this topic? Is this something, is there a way you think that the church, both the corporate side and the the personal side, because the church is the people, can embrace or work with culture to reach others? Because this is a a deep and varied topic. Um, the church is also an organization, just to throw that out there. Yes, it is. It is. Very much so. Um, 
Yeah, what are your thoughts? Let us know in the comments. I'd love to hear. And also, uh, correction to myself, I don't think I said it right. The place I was referring to is Geeks Under Grace. Um, be sure to hit up their website if you do a quick Google, bleh, Google search. A Google search. <laughs> do a Google search for the Greeks in the Greece. If you... <laughs> Oh, goodness. Bye. Look under Geeks Under Grace, uh, Faith and Fandom, and uh, heck, why not, Steve's three-part article on the history of Captain Marvel and all the wonderful and interesting twists and turns with that. It has nothing to do with Faith, but it was a good article. It, exactly. It's in pop culture, so it's, it's loosely connected. Yeah. All right, listener, thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode of One Cross Radio. Uh, if you can, please be sure to share and subscribe. And also, we have a coffee page where if you'd like to support us financially, you can do so. Uh, you can hit it up on the link down below. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a wonderful week. And God bless, my friends. Take care. <laughs>